0: Our thanks to SureTest and CTG for helping us to end childhood cancer. Today in health IT, I don't know yet. I think I'm gonna to go to the news site we're gonna talk about a bunch of different news stories, just get my take on what's going on. And I don't know, we'll see what we find. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare one connection at a time. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Enterprise, Health, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. I'm going to go to the news site, thisweekhealth.com slash news. If you haven't done that yet, take a look. I think you'll like it. It is curated news stories by industry professionals, and it's only practitioners. You have to have a health system email address in order to post to it and be, be a contributor. If you want to be a contributor, hit the site at the top, you can become a contributor. And as you heard earlier, we are doing, Alex's Lemonade Stand is, we're going to continue to do this work and we're excited. In fact, today, if you're listening to this, go over to the conference channel. I have an interview with Alex's mom that is pretty special. She's a pretty special individual, the organization's fantastic. And it really was a privilege for me to get a chance to interview her. So check that out. The last thing, as always, I'm going to encourage you to mentor someone. Share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you in the industry. Use it as a foundation for mentoring. Just, hey, did you listen to that show? What'd you think? Go back and forth. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. I'm hitting the site. Here's what we've got. I'm just going to go in order here. Meta's Mark Zuckerberg has a theory about recent tech layoff and it's not AI. Interesting. So Meta's CEO Mark Zuckerberg believes recent tech layoffs aren't caused by AI, but rather companies shifting towards lean operations after oversizing during the pandemic. Zuckerberg denies AI as a major driver for job cuts. He might be right. I'm not a huge Mark Zuckerberg fan. I'm not a Mark Zuckerberg fan, not a huge one. I'm not a fan, quite frankly. I think his his views and stances on privacy are deplorable at best. And, but at the end of the day, who cares what I think about Mark Zuckerberg, but he's probably right here. AI hasn't had a chance to really take hold in that space. These job cuts that are happening in big tech are likely just right sizing or I don't know, and it's just essentially financially related or whatever it happens to be, but it's uh, it's not AI driven yet. I'm not saying that won't be the case in 24 months, but it's not the case today. All right, next story. Gen Z are treating employers like bad dates. <laughs> I, just, I just like the headline. That's why I put it out here. 93% ghost interviews and 87% have not even shown up for their first day of work. I, I post this and I post these kinds of stories every now and then. I found this one and i it's interesting. If you're a manager, you're likely overseeing a lot of the different generations. And it's worth understanding the strengths and weaknesses of each generation. And again, you have to meet people where they're at and to a certain extent, they have to have to adapt to what you're doing as an organization. But I think it's always important to understand what's going on with the generations that you manage. You might have everything from the greatest generation all the way down to Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen Z. I don't even know all the generations anymore, but it's important to know what each one is, what their hot buttons are and how they think how they think about you know, about employment, about work, about remote work, about 401ks, it's about healthcare. It's good to know and understand those things. So always worth a study. Back when I was managing a significant number of people, I would know that pretty well. Let's see, seven decade history of ChatGPT. This comes from the healthcare blog. So there you go. AI has expanded into human language, altering its societal standing. AI language emerges from historical concepts, laryngeal descent theory and advances in technology, increasingly advanced versions of AI models such as ChatGPT and Gemini facilities are facilitate human machine communication processing, vast textual data for intelligence response. Concerns exist around AI implications on uh, social media toxicity, Experts predict AI-driven autonomous workflow within three to five years, leveraging multiple technologies like databases, cloud and edge computing and 5G networks. This was contributed by Charles Boise, who as I've had on the Newsday show several times, he's someone who I really appreciate his depth of understanding of the highly technical issues. As they talk about the machine human interface, We get to the next one, and this was Apple Vision Pro rebooting medical diagnostics. And then there's another one down here, Daniel Kraft, MD on LinkedIn, Apple Vision Pro, and he talks about spatial computing and its impact on digital medicine. Both of these stories are positive on Apple Vision Pro, or at least the concept of spatial computing. And it's similar to the AR VR stuff that they were talking about. Make no bones about it though. I I did, I broke down, I bought an Apple Vision Pro and I've been using it. It's a different device than the Meta Quest and some of its predecessors. First of all, it's a full blown computer. That kind of caught me off guard. Now I had done some research before I I read it, but I I was wondering why they did that. It it clearly drove up the expense, but it's really powerful. It's incredibly powerful. It's responsive, it's quick. But the thing I I will point out, I'll do a, a larger deep dive on it later. I'm gonna take it with me to Vive and use it on the airplane. So I'll have people mocking me or taking pictures. We'll see what happens. I don't really care. I I wanna see if I can leave my laptop at home and use it. It's a full blown computer. I've done email on it and whatnot. So I'm gonna see if it works in that capacity as I go to the uh, conference. But I think the thing I'm learning more and more is that the device was designed to take advantage of the human interface. So the best way to do email is to talk to it. The best way to, to navigate is to talk to it and so it's very good at understanding what you're saying and doing things, and it's it's pretty pretty amazing that way, and I could see desktop computers starting to change based on just how the spatial computing is working on the Vision Pro. You navigate things with your finger and your hand and whatnot. I could see putting a couple of cameras on the device in front of you, and just instead of having a trackpad doing that for navigation, quite frankly, it's Pretty, pretty ingenious how they do it. I'll talk more about that later. Ascension post $708 million quarterly turnaround. And so that was their uh, Q2, which ended in December. And uh, that is as opposed to 2022, where they posted a, uh, let's see. So Ascension reported Q2 fiscal year 24 net income of $359 million, a $708 million improvement, which means they had a $238.1 million loss back in 2022 we're hearing this more and more that things are bouncing back the it does seem to be regionally driven right now but i think you will see that start to normalize across the board generally recoveries of this kind happen in on the coast first and then move to the center so that's one thing that's if you look at the coffin hall reports that's happening you're having a recovery on both coasts and it's slow to move to the center and then I think the other thing is just in general, we're seeing volumes pick up. We're seeing the costs get uh, come into line. In fact, they talk about costs in this. Let's see. salaries, wages, and benefits decreased by 2.1% due to outsourcing lab services and labor stabilization initiatives. And I think a lot of organizations have done both of those important moves. Let's see. Oh, well, it wouldn't be a day if we wouldn't talk about Elon Musk. Elon Musk says, first Neuralink patient can't control a computer mouse through thinking, this CNBC story. I just find that fascinating. I think there's gonna be more and more technology that we bring to bear in the delivery of care and healthcare and chronic diseases and other things that we are gonna be tapped on the shoulder for. And we're gonna to have to partner with our uh, clinicians to uh, deliver some of these things. Now, I don't know how far Noralink is. Uh, actually, I'm surprised it's already in a patient. To, to be honest with you, that's faster than I thought they were going to get to this point. So just something to keep an eye on. If if it can give people back functionality that they didn't have before, which is what it's aiming for, it will be uh, interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, and then probably the last story here, how Providence Healthcare redesigned its WAN for Digital transformation, so Providence Healthcare revamped its network for digital transformation by adopting software-defined wide area network SD-WAN, boosting performance and reliability across its 51 hospitals and 829 clinics. The SD-WAN solution provides dynamic remediation, transport and routing separation, simplified management and standardization configuration and design. VMware emerged as the chosen SD-WAN vendor following extensive testing. The updated network enables Providence to swiftly accommodate new opportunities and demands, expanding healthcare delivery beyond hospitals to its network of clinics. And this is the right architecture. Software defined networking is the right architecture. Absolutely. Because software moves faster than hardware. And so when you can get to the point of software defined, you are going to be responsive to the needs of the organization, to changing traffic patterns and to the, to the uh, security requirements that are necessary for your health system. So there you have it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And by the way, there are a ton of sto- more stories on the site. They are all curated and organized. You can go to the category AI machine learning cloud architecture infrastructure cybersecurity and privacy data analytics and insights EHR EMR innovation and startups interoperability and HIE leadership and staff development patient engagement and patient experience regulatory and policy telehealth and remote monitoring vendors and mergers and I even have a thing down there for events and conferences not a lot of stories and events and conferences but, but there are some there. If you wanna be a part of this, you can become a contributor. If you have a health system email address and wanna start submitting stories, go ahead and hit the thisweekhealth.com news site, become a contributor, fill it out, and uh, start sending stories. It's real simple. You find a story, you just text it to a number. And uh, it comes to our editors, and we take a look at it, approve certain stories, put them up there, and then they, they become part of our email that goes out every uh, weekday morning to everybody, which has the most recent stories that we have talked about. And it also goes on the website. So we designed it for you. Hopefully you will take advantage of it. That is all for today. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague, keep the conversation going, and don't forget to mentor someone. We wanna thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Enterprise Health, Harlance, Certify Health, Notable and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.